It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. So the Las Vegas Raiders have a quarterback problem, and they've got to find one, Ian. The problem is they ain't picking in the top 10 of this draft. And yes, it's a quarterback-heavy draft, but also we expect it to be very quarterback-heavy in the top of this thing. So could we see a world where Las Vegas needs to trade up to get a quarterback? Antonio Pierce, he is now the head coach there in Vegas, and he implied as much. He spoke to The Athletic recently, and he said, I hope... Whoever we draft, that's the route we go. That's who the starter becomes. So he is very clear that he wants them to draft a quarterback. He went on to say, you don't want to put a Band-Aid on that position. That's old. That's old, man. I think the Raiders, we've seen that enough in this organization. He went on to put the onus on GM Tom Telesco. He said, Telesco better start working his magic. And Antonio Pierce has a point here, Ian. They need to fix that position. Well, and Tom Telesco is a remarkable evaluator of talent. You know, now, as far as head coaches, you know, you can go ahead and question Tom uh, on the guys he hired as a general manager of the L.A. Chargers, from Anthony Lynn to, you know, Brandon Staley, and sticking with Staley uh, way, way, way too long. I mean, I, there's, there's no defending that. But when you talk about a e- talent eval, I mean, he is one of the best out there. I mean, look at Justin Herbert. I mean, Justin Herbert was an introvert. You know, and, and I was one of the ones screaming, hey, I wouldn't take him. I, w- I wouldn't take Justin Herbert coming out of Oregon. I, I, w- I don't want an introvert as my quarterback, and I had him three times that year, including Auburn, and he was horrendous, absolutely horrendous against Auburn. Now, that defensive front led by Derrick Brown, I mean, I'd, I'd probably be seeing ghosts also, right, if I were a quarterback against that particular defense. But Telesco pulled the trigger. Rest is literally football history. So when it comes to talent eval, especially a quarterback, uh, he's a Bill Polian disciple. Uh, if he sees a guy that he believes is is worth moving up to go get, he's going to make Antonio Pierce very, very happy. And, you know, they're sitting there at 13, Amber. But the biggest problem is, and you kind of alluded to this, the top three are going to be gone one, two, three. There's zero mm-hmm. doubt, and I think in our minds, right, that Williams, right. May, Daniels are all going to be gone by the time the Arizona Cardinals come on the clock at four. So now you're looking at J.J. McCarthy, Michael Penix Jr., Bo Nix. And then you have the donkeys of Denver sitting there at 12. Right. Right in front of them. So if you want J.J. McCarthy, if you want Bo Nix, if you want Michael Penix Jr., which a lot of people have second-round grades on, you know, Penix Jr. and Bo Nix, but there's still a first-round grade on a bit. It's still been unknown in McCarthy only because, not in my mind, but in a lot of people's minds because – he didn't have to throw the ball a lot this year. Hell, as we talked about earlier this week, he didn't play in seven fourth quarters this year because Michigan was just beating the ever-loving hell out of the first half of that schedule, which was so weak. So how many passes did he throw against Penn State? Like nine? Right. He so didn't you, have to. Yeah, he didn't. He just kept feeding Corum and Edwards, right? And the rest is literally history. So if the Raiders want a quarterback – they're going to have to move up, at least in front of Denver, to even try and get J.J. McCarthy. And is, is he worth moving up to go get? Right. And how many spots are you moving up to try to get him? You have to play that game as well. Pierce did say to The Athletic that he wants a, a proven winner, quote, end quote. So, hey, 
J.J. McCarthy. Check. Griffin Winner, right? Falls Penny into Jr. that category. Check. Bo Nix. Right? Check. <laughs> right? Falls into that category. Q Myers. He hosts game night right here on ESPN Radio every night after Amber and Ian. He is also at the Combine this week in Indianapolis, Indiana. And he also is on local radio in Las Vegas. He also hosts a Raiders podcast. He never stops working, this Q Myers, but he's very plugged into the Las Vegas Raiders organization. So when I had Q on last night, I asked him, what are the Raiders plans here with this upcoming draft? Well, I'll tell you this. They're at 13. I do believe in my heart that they want to get up to three. I think Jaden Daniels is who they want. He has the relationship with AP going back to Arizona State. He recruited him, right? He shouted him out when he won the Heisman Trophy. He was in the locker room week 18 after the Raiders beat the Broncos at Allegiant Stadium. That's who they want. But as we all know, there's a lot of things we all want that we can't get. They're at 13. They've got to find a trade partner to try to go get him. So are the Washington Commanders willing to trade out of two? The Patriots out of three? I'm sure the Bears ain't going to trade all the way down from 1 to 13. That would be kind of wild, but, you know, whatever. Is If that's possible, then that's what the move that they make. If not, well, then they've got to make a decision. Are they going to get another quarterback and potentially settle, or are they going to go with a defensive line, uh, defensive lineman, offensive lineman, build the trenches up like a lot of teams do? But first and foremost, the most important thing for the Raiders is try to find and uh, identify who their quarterback's going to be. The Raiders can't force a dance partner as much as, you know, they might want to say, New England, trade right now. Make that happen because we need our quarterback. Well, guess what? The Patriots need their quarterback. The Commanders need their quarterback. The Bears need their quarterback. The Cardinals need their quarterback. The Vikings might need their quarterback. Broncos need their quarterback. There's a lot of teams that need their quarterback, so it's not as easy as just go do it as much as the Raiders would like to. And the AP even said, hey, everyone's got a price. We'll see. Does everyone have a price? I mean, there's a lot of teams here in the top 10 who frankly need quarterbacks, particularly those top three teams. And so if you're expecting one of them to trade out of the top three and yet the Bears, the Commanders and the Patriots all themselves need quarterbacks, how far are they willing to go? Now, if one you might get lucky because it is possible that one of those three teams, even though they have a big need at quarterback as well, they're in love with Bo Nix or they're in love with somebody that they think they can get in some other draft position. So sure. I'll go back to 13 and give you three, I guess. I mean, the hole that that would take in order to get a Jaden Daniels, it seems like as much as it sounds like the Raiders are going to want to do it, it seems very difficult to actually get done. I I think it's more J.J. McCarthy than any of those other three because I don't believe the Patriots are moving out of it. I don't think Washington is, and I don't think the Bears are. I was at at a MCA, a UFL event last night for their town hall. And so I'm in this green room with Bob Stoops, Daryl Moose Johnston, uh, Russ Brandon, former CEO, president of Buffalo Bills for over two decades, and Rick Mueller, former GM of the year with the New Orleans Saints. And I, I, just, I didn't say a damn word, Amber, for about an hour. I, I just listened. And one thing constantly came up, and the one question I did, po- did post to all of them was, when it comes to quarterback play in this draft, and they all just stopped me, and they said, all of them, to, to a person. And Rick Mueller is the one that, that said, it doesn't matter how many draft picks you have. You could hit on your, on your next 40 picks, all of them, stars. But if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. And, part, and that, that's partly why I changed my mind earlier this week about the Bears, right? I mean, the, the Washington Commanders could offer three ones and three twos. That's a haul. Right. But if you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a chance. Now, I'm, I'm like I, I still like Justin Fields, but the point here with the Raiders to go from 13 into that top three, probably I mean at minimum top three, right? To get J- Jaden Daniels, who has that as Q pointed out, 
you know, that connection with Antonio Pierce going back to Arizona State when AP recruited him with Herm Edwards, it ain't going to happen. You know, the Bears still have the ninth overall pick, but, you know, I mean, so you want J.J. McCarthy, you could easily get, get him there. But right. bottom line is those are those are franchise quarterbacks, potential franchise quarterbacks at one, two, and three. And Williams, Daniels, May, whichever order you want to put them in. So have, everything I heard last night, again, if you you can have you can hit on every draft pick you have over the next three years, but if you don't have a quarterback, you do not have a shot at winning a Lombardi. So, having said all of that, good luck to the Raiders if you want to get in the top three because I don't think it's going to happen. And then there's teams like Atlanta, right, sitting at eight Absolutely. that could take a, a quarterback. I mean, mock right the Giants at six. Could take a quarterback, yes. Mel's latest mock does not have either of those teams taking a quarterback there in the top 10, but it, there are easily teams that could surprise us here who have needs or may have needs coming up here at the quarterback position. What you just said about the Bears, though, very interesting. A lot of people forget that, that they also have the ninth pick. So if they were in love with J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix or one of these later guys, they could still just trade away the first pick for an absolute haul and still use their top 10 pick to go ahead and get a different guy. Anyway, you stack it. The Raiders not in a very good situation to take one of those top quarterbacks. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, Tom Brady continues to prove that age ain't nothing but a number. That's next here on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. There's another guy who is actually retired, Ian, who we normally associate with defying age, who is still somehow defying it even though he's no longer playing his sport. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. So Tom Brady played until he was 45 years old, won a bunch of Super Bowls, did everything in the game that you can do, and blew all of our minds with how well he was still doing it at the end there in Tampa Bay. Now he's blowing our minds even further, when he should be sipping Mai Tais on a mega yacht somewhere, preparing for his hundreds of millions of dollars worth of contract for broadcasting that <laughs> he's going to be with Fox What's he getting, this like next 300 season. million, right? Isn't that, isn't that right? I think it's 300 mil. I can't even keep up. It's so... <laughs> So insane to me, uh, but you know, 300 mil, that's like a Tuesday for old Tom. So he's preparing t- to be a color commentator there. It's true. It's true for the NFL next season. He should be probably doing that in my opinion anyways on, you know, a mega yacht somewhere. However, apparently he's at the combine and he's still showing off. And what he's showing off Ian 
is that he is faster at 46 years young than he was at 22 when he had his original 40-yard dash at the NFL Combine. So his original 40-yard dash at 22 was 5.28 seconds. At 46, he clocked 5.18 seconds and 5.12 seconds. He that's is faster at 46 than, 40, than 22. I mean, that, that's ridiculous. I mean, what, what, what can you do better athletically at the age of 46 than you could at 22? There's only one thing I can think of. I mean, and, and we can go so put phones on this one. 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What can you do better at the age of 46 than you did at 22? And oh, by the way, Tara uh, Slojewski was in for James Steele, our producer tonight. We shorted him. It's 10 years, $375 million. I to get in the broadcast. Uh, yeah, we, we did apparently. Uh, sorry, sorry, Tom. Uh, 375, the 75 mil. Uh, that's. <laughs> that's. <laughs> That's really the icing right? on the cake yeah. for you. I mean, also, I don't know if Brady actually – I'm not sure Brady – I said he was. he's at the combine. He actually had friends clock this latest 40-yard dash on yeah. video. I mean, this is – when you really think about 24 years later and you are faster at 46 than you were when you actually entered the NFL draft, That that's absurd. The only thing I think I could do better now – than I did when I was 22 is play golf. That's it because I play. I, I actually played more of it. I haven't right. recently. I miss it. But that's about the only thing that I could do better. Uh, now I'm 52, but even at 46 than I did when uh, and then compared to 22 is play golf. At 22, I drank a lot better. I'm, I'm pathetic <laughs> at that now. I pretty much gave it up because I'm not good at it anymore. Um, Everyone but, says that. Gosh, I didn't. I haven't really had that experience. It hurts too much now. That's what everyone tells me. I listen. I. I, I don't feel Not like I've it. had that same experience with age that everybody else has had where everyone tells me, like, my body just can't handle it anymore. I just don't do it like I used to. So I, I don't know if my body can handle it to the same Look. degree as when I, I just – I guess maybe I just don't have the desire to. Now, when I go out now and drink, you know, it's like a martini or a couple of martinis, whatever. Like, it's not – I'm not, you know, it's, it's not anything that I'm going to have I the effects. college visits with my oldest daughter. Way. Yeah. Rowan last weekend, uh, three days in college. No, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm retired. I got no shot, right? I'm, I'm done. But to be able to, like, let me ask you this, Tom Brady right now, if he was in this draft at the age of 46, current Tom Brady, do you think there's a team out there that would spend a first round draft pick to have them maybe for a year or two? No. I disagree. I, I disagree. I think the Atlanta Falcons believe they're a quarterback away. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers believe they're a quarterback away. I think the Raiders at, would probably go. You know what? Yeah, we'll draft him at thirteen for, a, for just for a year or two, just to, no, just because, because all Tom, of those guys would much rather all of those teams I'm you just, just mentioned you, would, would much rather draft the twenty-two-year-old on a rookie deal than the forty-six-year-old on a one-year I mean, deal. I, I understand what you're saying though. Like ball. of all things. The problem with your hypo is deals, right? Is the longevity of deals, salary cap, sport. We kind of erased all of that. No, we erased like the crap. money aspect no, yeah. of it. If you and we're just you, talking yes, about it, the talent in a one-year vac- vacuum yep. with everybody. Everybody's available to you for one single year, whether they're 22 or 46. Would he get drafted? Yes, he would still get drafted There's at no 46 doubt. years old in that hypothetical, which is insane to say. Now, I am 
at 41 years young. Uh, I am stronger at 41 than I was at 22. That's I impressive. I trained a lot harder because I, when I was 22 in college, like I just started kind of working out. And then my mid-20s, I fell in love with it and then ended up becoming a personal trainer and all of that. So for me, my real training and, and all of that like was, you know, basically 25 plus. So I'm definitely stronger at 41 than I was at 22. I it, I don't know if overall I'm in better. I'm, I'm probably in better shape at 41 than I was at 22, honestly. I'm, but again, some of that's a knock on. I mean, my metabolism was better at 22. <laughs> like there was things that came easier at 22, but I'm in better shape now because of the work I put in over the years. Some of that is a, is a knock on what I was doing at 22, though, because I wasn't putting in the same amount of effort. Yeah. And think about this. If you are just tuning in, Tom Brady today ran a faster 40 time at the age of 46 at five point one. He had two friends clock him. Uh, one clocked him at 5.18, the other at 5.12. And uh, at the age of 46, his original 40 time at the, at the NFL Combine coming out of Michigan, but again, when he was 22 years old, 24 years ago, was a 5.28. He was faster today than he was when he was 22. That, that, that's just – that's kicking father time right in the teeth. Uh, I mean, it, it, that's – it's not. It should not be humanly possible. Now look, now, it's still slow that, as hell. Glaciers move faster yes, than Tom I was Brady, say, right? That's the thing. Is is some of this we have to keep in mind is that a five point two eight forty that he put up at twenty two is pretty abysmal <laughs> for for it's an NFL awful. player at twenty two years old. That's kind of embarrassing, and so. <laughs> It stands to reason that after 24 years of training, his fast twitch muscle fibers, he has now increased that speed. Avocado tequila, by no tomatoes. All no, that, I'm sorry, point tenth was, of a second. It yes. all worked. It it, by 24 years of avocado ice cream, no tomatoes, <laughs> and and honing in on his fast twitch muscle fibers, he has increased the speed by point tenth of a second or whatever it is. That still so, should not be humanly possible. Like, look, look what LeBron is doing right now. At the age of 39, averaging 25 points a game, he outscored the Clippers last night in the fourth quarter by himself in a 21-point comeback. LeBron is not faster than he was at 22, and he cannot no, jump higher than he was at 22. Still, the difference there is that LeBron at 22 was like prime, was like optimum speed agility prime if you want to just go that route yeah right well well pro- it probably honestly with a man normally it's more like 28 but regardless it, you know in his 20s he would be at the height of speed agility all of that because he also worked on all that i don't know if tom i think we're learning old tom at 22 a little lazy that's what i'm saying <laughs> probably when he was splitting time with drew henson at michigan imagine that too by the way when he, at michigan he was splitting time with drew bleeping henson <laughs> oh, man. I mean, you think Lloyd Carr is going, you know, I kind of missed that one. Um, you know, maybe maybe I screwed that one up. But bottom line is what LeBron is doing at 39 and then freaking terrific Tommy going out there and, and running a faster 40 time at the age of 46 and he did 22 really makes me want to throw up. I mean, it's nauseating. It really, I, I love mean, it. It's, it's, unbelievable. it's unbelievably inspiring. Age ain't nothing but a number, which I have been saying ever since I myself got to an age where it makes sense to say that. And <laughs> and I mean it. Age ain't nothing but a number, kiddos. Uh, Tom, old Tom, he's proven that. I am Ooh. here for it. Also, maybe the advice here then is also to set the bar low when you're in your early 20s. So you look really good in your 40s. So there's that too. Coming up next here on Amber and Ian, how space and Pigeons became two of the most popular topics at the NFL Combine today. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's making headlines. Extra, extra, read all about it. But is it a big deal or not a big deal with Amber and Ian? And Tara. Hello, Tara. Hello. Take it away. (laughs) (laughs) I just, why can I never get this right? I, I, I told you on Monday it's the same exact thing. Yeah, but just I, different I, topics uh, as one thought. I get it's just the intro. I never. I just. What do you, I how do you want me? I feel like I need to be doing something no, to help. So like exactly I say hello, Tara, Hi, and then Tara, you say hello. Then, like, I say hello, then just and like, then I need to take it away or okay, something. All right. Okay. Like, all right. You, we got that. I don't okay. Know. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get this right one day. I, I'm telling you, it's no different from Freddie throwing it to you for one thought. It's our cue. It's the exact same thing. <laughs> she needs a little coaching. It's fine. I'll tear up next time better. <laughs> Tara, you crack me up. <laughs> Thurs- well, here's some things that are going to crack you up. Thursday was conspiracy theory day at the NFL Combine, apparently. Illinois tight end Tip Ryman joined in, joined in on the birds aren't real movement, which is apparently a thing, asking whether anyone has ever seen a baby pigeon and whether we know that power lines are not just pigeon recharging stations. <laughs> Meanwhile, Texas Tech safety Tyler Owens revealed that he doesn't believe in space and other planets and flat earth conspiracy theories have some valid points is it a big deal or not a big deal amber uh yeah it's a big deal that there's this much stupidity about to enter the nfl i i don't know what to do with it it's also a big deal ian that these guys feel so empowered to just say all these things that i i imagine none of it really hurts your draft stock because it's funny but if there was any team that was paying real attention to the things being said because they were on the fence about where you're going to be on their draft board that's the kicker denying the existence of space and planets not the existence of alien life by the way he's denying the existence of planets period and space period (laughs) That seems like something that could maybe knock you down a peg on a draft board, no? Uh, all right, first, on the Illini, I mean, how do you feel when you're washing windows when you know there's pigeons on the roof, to quote widespread panic, right? So, I mean, that, that, that's a bird. Um, it, it's While you're washing the windows, it might defecate on what you just washed. So, think about that. I and did not know there was a, a by the way, a, a birds aren't real movement. I did I not know no that was a thing until Tara just said that. I didn't know it was a thing before today either. Apparently, it's a big social media thing. I oh, had no that. Don't earthly, believe birds are real. Had no clue. None. Zero. Zilch. Until, yeah, t- until tonight. So, I had no idea about that one. And then, as far as T. Brown out of Texas Tech, he, he might run the fastest 40 at the Combine. 
I mean, he, he's he's a pretty good player. I mean, he's a later draft, uh, you know, probably a fifth, sixth round type pick. But if you're splitting hairs between, to your point, Amber, do you take this guy or this guy? And you have them on the draft board, and they're, they're you know, sitting there right next to each other. The fact that Brown out of Texas Tech does not believe that <laughs> they are – there are other planets out there when it's documented. Just look up, as you mentioned in our pre-show meeting, which is the easiest one to to really kind of debunk his theory of there is there aren't any planets out there. Just look up at night, right. and you see those things called stars, that little thing yeah. called the moon. Mm-hmm. That's real. Unless you yeah, believe right. that, that you were living in a bubble, and that's just a canvas over your those head. Stars, those stars are actually suns that, by the way, are being circulated by other planets. Right. And not even in, an our, they ain't even in our solar system. Never, the, never, the, never to mention the ones that, you know, are right here that we can see with all the technology. Right. So, so I would say big deal, yes, for, for the potential of splitting hair. Not a big deal because it actually cracked us up a lot. He also, by the way, Brown out of Texas Tech also believes, or, or, or doesn't believe, but he actually gives some credence to Kyrie Irving's theory that the yeah. earth is flat. Right. There you go. Right there. <laughs> it could be on your NFL roster. I folks. do like the whole power lines, though, recharging the pigeons. Like, that's creative. Although maybe it's not. It's probably on TikTok somewhere. So maybe it's not creative. It was the first <laughs> time I heard it. It sounded creative to me. If you're going to deny the existence of birds, you have to have an explanation for how they're out there working. I had no idea that was a movement. It also it makes sense that if you don't believe in space, you're gonna think the Earth is flat because, like, what are the? I mean, at this point, really, the best evidence we have for the Earth not being flat is pictures from space. But if you well, don't, well, and also the in fact space, that no one's fallen off of it, Tara. So there's that. Like the fact that you cannot <laughs> fall off of the Earth. No, nobody's that, fallen like, off whole, of it that we whole, know of. The, the whole really reason that we discovered the Earth like was the round <laughs> was because sailors used to go out, like explorers used to go out on ships, and then they're like, hey, we didn't actually fall off the horizon. We're just going and going and going. Maybe that's where all the birds went. They flew <laughs> off. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, man. Shohei Otani revealed on Instagram early Thursday that he was married. Much of the relationship remained shrouded in mystery. Quote, she is a Japanese woman. I, woman, I don't really feel comfortable talking about when I got married exactly, but she's a normal Japanese woman. Unquote. Otani said not. through an interpreter, <laughs> Dodgers manager Dave Roberts said the team had no idea before the announcement. Big deal or not a big deal, Ian? Uh, not big deal for him, not a big deal for me. Um, really big deal for her. So, I mean, kudos to this average Japanese woman who married the seven hundred million dollar exactly. man. Exactly. Yeah, but big deal for for those two. It. But for any for me, no, not a big deal. Congratulations, though, Shohei. Yeah, she's a, she's an average woman who just happened to marry one of the most famous athletes in the world, who's worth seven hundred million dollars now. That's such an average average woman. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. Otherwise, not a big deal. Uh, I It's interesting, his soft launch here, like his marriage soft launch, where he's like, people do this with divorce, right? Where they don't want to discuss it. Maybe they'll just mention it as a blip or whatever. This is like the Shohei Otani marriage soft launch, what we call in social media is a soft launch, Ian, where he's soft launching the relationship without actually explaining anything about it or having anybody know anything about it. He just wants the world to know that he's married. He's going to see how that goes. What the, What is the reaction to me being married to a normal Japanese woman? I love the fact that you went ahead and preempted the question by answering it before I posed the question to you about what is a soft launch. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm, I'm, That's what you. people do on social media. If you soft launch a relationship, 
where you kind of put it up. Launches and birds don't exist movement. (laughs) (laughs) You put it up, see the reaction, see how it works out. Can I just, I need to add though. So like I, his personal life is his personal life. But I just feel like for someone who got a quote unquote $700 million deal, it's not really for $700 million. But anyway, this is, he's such a superstar. I like he tries so hard to hide from like any attention and like like the the personal life stuff part of it not so much but like he went from like last August to when he signed with the Dodgers without speaking to the media at all like when his yeah season it's a ended. little bit and it's like dude you're getting paid this much you're the biggest star in baseball right now you gotta embrace it a little bit on some levels and understand that you're gonna have to speak to the media a little bit more. It's a it's a little bit like, hey, Shohei, it's part of your job, buddy. And, and that's kind of my attitude across the board when these really famous athletes like Tara is saying sort of shy away from the media attention because it's all part of it. It's all part of the job. Now, I don't know if he does that in Japan. I don't know if some of that is, is a discomfort was like that, here. Though, with the Mariners. That's true. He didn't talk uh, a lot. Although at the end, he was. At, at, at the was, end, yeah. Yeah, he was much decade, different at the end of his career. That is absolutely true. And so maybe some of that's a comfort level also of being in a foreign country and adjusting to life and all that kind of thing. And then the language barrier, obviously, as well. You're speaking through translators, so you might not trust the system enough to go out and, like, just speak openly. Might be a weirder thing for you um, to do. So whatever. But, I, I mean, when it comes to the personal life, I get it to an extent. Tua did this recently on the yeah, NFL side. Tua just kind of no showed knew. up one day and was like, oh, I'm married. And we're like, huh? <laughs> so yeah, like, I got right. braids. Good for you, I guess. Let's sneak one more story in. Um, another baseball one. The Philadelphia Phillies officially ended Dollar Hot Dog Night on Thursday and replaced Dollar Dogs on select dates with a two-for-one deal. A statement from the team said the change was made, quote, based on the organization's ongoing commitment to provide a positive experience for all fans in attendance, unquote. Now, you're probably asking, what wasn't positive about dollar hot dogs? I was about to ask that very question. some unruly Phillies fans began chucking their hot dogs during a game last season throughout the stands and onto the field. Oh, my The demand for the discount dogs also led to clogged lanes on the concourse, leading to security and safety concerns. Amber, big deal or not a big deal? So, replacing dollar dogs with more expensive dogs and two-for-one deals is going to stop some of this fan behavior like that was the whole problem is that these hot dogs were too cheap well, or is it just that people were dollar too- you're well, i guess you feel better about okay i can waste this and chuck this on the field but if you're I- paying five dollars for the hot dog you're not going to chuck it on the field i guess i feel like if you're drunk and you want to chuck a hot uh, chuck a hot dog onto the field then you're probably going to do it either way I don't, I don't know i've never had the mindset to do such a thing so i guess i'm not sure i can understand uh, the the thinking behind it, the rationale behind it. Uh, overall, not a big deal, Ian. I'm not a big hot dog connoisseur. Are you? Oh, I love me a like, good hot dog. Oh, you you man on the on my Blackstone butterfly that hot dog. Oh hell yeah, uh, you know some diced onions, cheddar cheese, bacon bits, toast yeah. the bun, butter it up a little bit, get down and attack. Absolutely, I love a good hot dog, but. Not a dollar dog because that thing's been boiled and nasty. But it's not a big deal because it's Philly. It's expected. There you go. Yeah, that's the other thing about this. I feel like that's just Philly fans. That only happens in Philly. (laughs) Again, I'm not sure. And they embrace it. They own it. Right? Yeah, it's Philly. There you go. Like they've 
throwing batteries before in that city. Like, I don't know the hot dogs that are the problem. I'm just saying. Terry, you got anything else? Nope. That's it. We're going to end on the hot dog note. When's the last <laughs> time you had a good year? hot dog, Tara? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I don't know, but I, I am pro hot dog. Love a good hot dog. I'm not brats. like anti hot dog. Love I just... a good brat. I'll actually put a brat and boil it in beer and then put it on the on it Ooh, for a little bit and then good. put it on the now grill. We're talking. Yeah. yeah. Brat on. to me, that's like a notch above a hot dog. Coming you up never next put year. ketchup on a hot dog or a brat. Never. You never put ketchup on a hot dog? What are you Hell talking no. About? Sacrilegious. I understand the brat thing, but I do not understand the hot dog thing. No. What are we talking about? No. Hell no. God, you're too fancy for me. How big of a boost did the <laughs> WNBA receive on Thursday after Caitlin Clark announced she was entering the draft that is next year on ESPN Radio? This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You heard it there. Caitlin Clark passed Lynette Woodert's D1 college record last night. She is coming for all of the records, all of them. Amber and Ian hanging out here. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. I am somehow in a group chat that is now a hot dog group chat. It is, in fact, a group chat that has been started here at ESPN Radio. It is broken off from our actual ESPN Radio group chat <laughs> like into just a hot dog <laughs> group chat. And I'm like, how do I escape this? Where now our programming director is also saying that you don't put ketchup on hot dogs, which I do no. not understand where Ian and him are coming from. Cam, who's our AP tonight, he's chimed in that chili dogs are where it's at, which is grotesque to me because they're sloppy. Well, a chili do do, hold on a minute. Now, this is where Cam and I are in stuff. Backing I, you up, Ian. I, I, look, you want to get – I can get nasty with a chili dog now because if we're going to go with the bun, again, you butterfly the hot dog, put it on the Blackstone, get a good sear to it. You want it crispy and, and a little crispness to it. And then that's where you dump your chili, white onion, sharp, has to be sharp cheddar cheese right on that bad boy with some Tabasco, maybe some, some jalapenos, and attack. If you're going to go with the bun – I'm going to stack that sucker so high, Cam, that you're going to need a knife and fork to eat it. It's going to – I mean, that, that's one where you, there's a nap that's going to be involved. My family and I do, like, traditional chili dog day at least, like, every Thursday when I used to stay with my mother and father. Oh, yeah. Every yeah. week. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, every week. Little every onions in the chili week. dog. Absolutely. That little bacon bits. Now, oh, yeah. I like chili – and I'm okay with hot dogs. I won't say I like them. But I, 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 they're both edible to me. Uh, now, the mixture of the two together seems wholly unnecessary. No, it's heavenly. Ugh. Absolutely. And you don't put ketchup it. on a hot dog. 
That should be Why? that should be almost you should be locked up in jail for a day if you put ketchup on a hot dog. It's just don't do it. Put ketchup and mustard on a hot dog. No, mustard. That's what you do. Mustard and then if you want to go I, I don't even put relish, but I'm okay with it. But I mean on, on a hot dog, that is brown mustard, yellow mustard as your only condiment. Outside, and then you want to put anything else on there, the onions, the cheese, the chili. Come on with it. Jalapenos. I'm all about all of that. But mu- but ketchup Hell no! That should be a that should be nearly, I mean at at least state maybe a federal offense. <laughs> I never knew that there was a community of hot dog elitists, but now I know, and I am surrounded by them you. here at ESPN Radio. Cam, would you Wait. ever put ketchup on a hot dog? Never. Thank you. Uh, hot dog elitists. Who knew they do exist? Caitlin Clark. I don't know her hot dog preference, but I do know that she's headed to the WNBA after this season. We got that news today, Ian. I don't think it's shocking information by any means, but there were some people that were really hoping that they'd see her back at Iowa for one more season. Uh, me being one of them. And I'm, I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts on this because, look, I, I said this before and I'll say it again. Right now, Caitlin Clark is – the most popular basketball player in college right now, mm-hmm. men's or women's. You ask anybody walking down Times Square or in downtown Dallas where I live or where you are in Sarasota, Florida, or in L.A., you know, I would guarantee you if, if they're remotely even a, a fringe basketball fan, if you ask them, do you know who Caitlin Clark is? They might not know where she plays, but they're going to go, uh, she's a basketball player. Minimum, right? I mean, she is – that if you if you said if you went up to random people and said name a college basketball player, there is probably a right lot now. of people who could only give you the name Caitlin yeah. Clark I mean, and they, could they, not yep. utter a single other name, men or women. Right? If you went Kyle Filipowski, uh-huh. right? No, huh? Caitlin Clark, uh, does she, she plays basketball, right? right? I mean, they may not know exactly, but they're going to know the name. And that's and not a knock on Filipowski, by the no, way. That's just hell, the, it's, it's, the insanity that is Caitlin Clark and the dominant. brand that she's become. Yeah, I mean, Paige Beckers, take a back seat, right? I mean, right. you know, Buckets Beckers is, is not even close to where Caitlin Clark is right now. I mean, Angel Reese is not any close to where Caitlin Clark is right now. Right. So here's what's interesting. She's gone ahead and said, yeah, I'm, 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 after this year is done, I'm going to the WNBA. And she'll be the number one overall pick. Hands down, it's over. She has an estimated NIL deal this year for nearly $1 million. Will she make – could she make more by staying at Iowa next year with NIL money than she could as a rookie in the WNBA with endorsements? So, obviously, in terms of salary, when we talk about the WNBA, it ain't like the playing field that we're talking about with the NBA and comparing that to NIL, right? So, the disparity isn't going to be the same. A lot of these women, from a salary perspective, make more through NIL than they are from the salary in the WNBA. That's certainly going to be the case with Caitlin Clark. However, one of the things that I think that we forget is it's not just her WNBA salary, but why can't she also have endorsements, essentially NIL deals but at the WNBA level, it's not as if Caitlin Clark can't have endorsement deals and brands around her and be promoting products just because she's in the WNBA. All of that, I think, just increases in the WNBA. Now, the one thing I question is whether the fanfare around it 
is watered down at all by the elite and great that is around her in the WNBA. In other words, there's a, there's a lot of other big names in the WNBA as well, Well, right? she still had the game. I think, and I just looked it up. Right now, she has deals in her NIL from Gatorade, State Farm, Nike, Buick, Tops, and H&R Block. Those are some blue blood brands, right? To your point, will she still have those at the next level when you have so many yes. other remarkable players that are now she, around? Right. And, I, and my answer to that question is, hell yes, she will. Yeah, Absolutely she will. she will because of what she has accomplished and her own brand that she has built in college basketball at Iowa. Right, and I think that's why she's not scared of making that move. Now, she'll make on her rookie contract, if she's the number one overall pick and her fourth-year options picked up, she'll make about a million bucks in salary from the WNBA. But those other deals, the Nike deals and those other things that she has in college, she can certainly have those at the WNBA level and then some. I just wonder, she right now is the face of college basketball. Is she going to be immediately, as a rook, the face of the WNBA? No. So that's the only thing. I guess that's the only risk is does your brand take a little hit here? Because welcome to the big leagues, right? You ain't going to be the face of it anymore. INSQ at Oregon was Mm -hmm. one of the most popular players in all of college basketball, men's or women's. Her popularity took a dip, right, when she went to the WNBA. It skyrocketed back up when she went toe-to-toe with Steph Curry in the three-point contest at the All-Star game. By the way, sign me up, Sabrina and Caitlin Clark versus Steph and whomever else you want to put with them. Let's go at it. Yeah, that's got to be the next iteration. You can get Dame out there. Cam just said in my ear, the WNBA Draft 2024 presented by State Farm will be held Monday, April 15th, the famed Brooklyn Academy of Music. So that's when we expect that Caitlin Clark will be going with the number one overall pick. That will be live on ESPN. Coverage will be beginning at 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Coming up next year, what prospects have impressed the most so far at the NFL Combine? We'll talk about that next on ESPN Radio.